right, you want to have some uh, fun with some audio here, Josh Helmer, as we welcome you back into the Plank Show with Josh on Plank. Paige Cole has gone above and beyond today. You're too kind. She's helping Darla out. She's well, and see, here's a problem too: is Paige knows this, Brian with a Y in Tulsa knows it, Chris knows it. I am not good at giving my stuff away when it comes to our gear. So uh, Paige and Brian have kind of taken that responsibility on. So that way I did a better job, I feel, Josh, of at least not giving it all away in the first segment today. At least not giving it away in the first segment. Good. And uh, we feel positive about it? Well, it's all gone. Mission <laughs> so accomplished. That's that's not, see. I, usually, it's good. Here's what I when I'm on these remotes. Here's what I need. I need um, not an assistant, but I need like somebody to handle those types of responsibilities. You know, usually the bride man's here. Usually, sometimes Casey will be here. The boss lady. Uh, I I mean, we got to show that we're doing. That's right? right. You're here to chop it up. I'm here to play pepper with all y'all. So I, I fail miserably. What? Uh, but it's, some ways they say it's what are you good, gonna, right? What are you going to get to eat? Oh, you know what? That's a good question. I, uh, I have my go-to, but you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I've ever had anything lunchy here. I think everything I've always had is breakfasty. Make a really good burger. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm at neighborhood jam, and I am going to have lunch here today. By God. 405-651-3439. A lot of really good text messages. By the way, uh, also want to point out, Affordable Door Company. They've got the ultimate garage door tune-up and maintenance, only $119. And if you call today, you can get an autographed Drake Stoops football. All you have to you send us a text, and you're going to get that number, 405-635-9499. And real quickly, Potter has checked in. He writes, so if you're in Tulsa this weekend, whose lawn do I sleep on after the game? Well, good news, Dustin. Um, I'm actually I'm actually not staying but parking over at a friend's house who apparently is having a tailgate party. And from everything I understand, Potter, it's a very comfortable front lawn. So maybe that's where you can, you can nappy-poo after the game. That's an old callback. I mean, there's like two people that probably get that. And then uh, 5808, uh, what section are the tickets into the game? <laughs> stop, stop, Nate. I'm not giving away tickets. We're giving away passes to a tailgate. <laughs> someone, uh, I, someone reached out to me this morning. They're so kind. They're like, Do you, are you really needing all uh, some extra tickets? And my response was, yes. Yes, but if I do get these people tickets, Josh, then what happens? They're going to bug me all the time. I suddenly become a guy that can get them tickets. That's a big responsibility. Josh, I don't know if I want to be that guy. When you become ticket guy... It's a, it's a heavy responsibility, right? That's a heavy responsibility. 
719. Neighborhood Jam in Tulsa, is it busy? Should we stop by? Uh, it is It is very busy, but I don't I don't think they have a wait right now. I the table over here by us. Now, yeah, swing by just at least to say hi. And then Camo Sooner. I really thought with Plank being back in T-Town that one of the bumper songs would be and should be The Boys Are Back in Town. Oh, really? Nice. The boys are back in town. What do you think, Josh? Oh, I think we can make Should it that happen. Should be a bumper song today? All right. Fun with audio. Enough, enough of this tomfoolery. Enough of this tomfoolery. Let's get to the audio. You heard Joe John Finley before the break. I want to play it again. Kind of got chopped there. But this is on Coach's Corner whenever, uh, I think it was Gabe, Gabe or me, probably Gabe, asked him what he felt needed to be cleaned up. Come out and play. A you know, little, too, our, little too jacked up. Our offensive line, man, they were they were jacked up, tight ends, everybody in the core. They really wanted to, uh, you know, pound the ball, run the ball, like, at will. And uh, you just saw it. Our guys were just over-aggressive and, and getting too far on, on, on certain double teams or, or maybe coming out of a break here and there that, you know, they didn't do all week in practice. And so now it's, it's great to to put that on tape and, and coach from it, learn from it, and, and uh, hopefully go go play better this week. Now, here's um, here's the positive, right? It's it's not as if he's sitting there saying, all is well, all is fine with the world, and we're in good shape. Josh, they're acknowledging, hey, there's some things that need to be done better, right? There's some things that need to improve. But what do you make of, hey, our guys were just a little bit too jacked up out there early on? Yeah, I, I make of it that they're a little bit too jacked up and not playing a sign of sound football, that they're not thinking through things. Hmm. Maybe playing too much on emotion. Right. Too much on hype, if you will, and not enough on technique and what needs to be done. I think that's a great analysis from it. All right, um, what about Austin Stogner? What have we seen? Man, Stog's been great. You know, he's had a great attitude. You know, Stog wants to win football games at Oklahoma. And so uh, he's incredibly happy. We've asked him to do a lot in the run game, and he's, he's embraced that. And I'm telling you what, he's gotten so much better since when I got here three years ago and, and uh, excited to see – how he's playing in the run game, and, and I, my message to him is, man, just keep doing what you're doing because karma's going to catch up to you. You're going to catch some balls, you know. And like you said, he's, he was open a couple times the other day, kind of like uh, our shots, you know, just, you know, we get pressure here and there, misread here and there, and that's that's part of the game, and he knows that. He's played a lot of football, but the the value he's bringing to our offense right now is, is very high, and, and uh, the leadership and, and, you know, doing the dirty work that, you know, it's not always easy to do the dirty work when you're not catching balls, but, man, he's embraced it and could not be more proud. So far, gosh, this I would love to be able to – I would love to be able to put maybe some, some truth serum in both Stog and, and all the coaches and see if they feel like it's gone as, as well as they thought. He's, he's on the field a lot, right? <laughs> Look, the very first text More message. More of Coach in. Finley's propaganda <laughs> on Stockner. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I don't know. I, I, again, 
those who watch a lot more film than you're born tend to think that the blocking hasn't necessarily been there for him. Coaches and what they're saying seem to, at least publicly, propaganda e, I guess, if you want, don't seem to be too concerned about it. But this is also, this hasn't been a staff in the two years under Brent Venables that is openly out blasting guys, right? I mean, they probably could have on several occasions if they wanted to last year. But this isn't a staff, Josh, that just basically comes out and says, yeah, well, you know, uh, 13's just not that guy. Or, you know, Josh Helmer over there at Split In, he's just got to be better. You know, I, they, they do it in a much more much more team-oriented way. And then what does it all come back to with Coach Venables with some of their criticism? If they're doing it on the field, what? They've been coached to do it, right? If they're doing it on the field, then in some way, shape, or form, they've been coached to do that. So I, those that get mad, and they, oh, that's propaganda, he's playing terrible. But, I mean, when, when, when have you ever heard Coach Venables or any of these coaches come out and say, yeah, that guy's terrible. He's got to be better. It just doesn't happen. He uh, had 67 snaps a week ago. So. That's a lot of snaps. So uh, his, you know, his run blocking grade, and it's pro football focused, so take, take from it what you will, right? 54 and a half. So they're not crazy about his run, run blocking grade. And offensively, his grade overall wasn't uh, wasn't all that good. But clearly, the coaching staff, to some degree, is seeing enough relative to Blake Smith or the other guys in the tight end room, or just in general, what he's doing to throw him out there for sixty-seven snaps. So you, so is that grade that what would you say fifty? That's a run blocking grade, fifty-four is and a half. A, is that a good grade or a bad? Grade? That's not a good grade. Okay, okay, I would assume so. Yeah. I, don't sound like it's very good. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, Josh, I just, I don't know if they, if they have those options right now. I don't, I don't know who else. I mean, Blake Smith has looked pretty good, right? But if you're going to continue to go with the tight ends, they're going to need somebody that's going to step up and give them something that we haven't quite seen yet. All right, it's 10-13 on a football Friday. We are live from Tulsa. We are at Neighborhood Jam. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock. Do you have the rundown of where we're going next? Aren't we going to Andy B's? Wait, we're going to be here until noon. And then from noon to 3, what? That's when our man Parker Thune gets to hang out at the awesomeness that is Andy B's. Is that correct? Ding, ding, ding. Which that's oh. going to be pretty cool. We're at a, you know, I mean, you're at a great spot. We're at a great oh, spot. Oh, I am. The, the whole day, today and tomorrow, it's just Tulsa Day's rocking. It is. It is. And there was one thing that is always a part of a football Friday. And this morning, this morning, we did not get it. And that's the scene setter. I don't know if uh, TJ was so enthralled in my incredible perspective on all things Jay Norvell um, or what. But when we come back, I'm going to play it for you. We're going to play it coming out of the break. How's that sound, Josh? You want a little scene setter? Perfect. Fill it up. Yeah, thank you, dude. Texas is back, by the way. 
Oh, no, don't say that right oh, now. Come on, man. It's oh, been a good goodness. show so far. <laughs> <laughs> they might be, actually. That's the unfortunate thing. It's my waiter. He just ruined his tip. Um, but, yeah, I want to I wanna get the scene set. I want to get hyped. Two quick texts. Panda writes, 54 out of 100. Is that a good grade? I don't know what grading scale they're putting it on. I didn't know. If you said it was out of 100, I didn't hear you. Generally but speaking, just uh, for those out there, right? lower, like top end of the 60s to low end 70s would be regarded as a good score. There you go. Panda in Texas. Fun of me. Um, Drew from Flower Mound, what's up with Llewellyn? He's a bigger, more traditional tight end. I don't know. I don't know. Hasn't uh, I have no idea. He and Helms haven't really been healthy throughout a large portion of the buildup to 2023. So, I mean, that's going to that's going to create some challenges, Plank. You guys know how I feel about Caden Helms. I mean, I think he's got a chance to be really good, but he's not going well, I mean, at least looking at him. I don't know if he's going to be a guy that He's going to do a lot of run blocking, but he's definitely a dude that looks like he can go out and make plays. But Llewellyn's been there. Maybe it's just a matter of him getting back to 100%. I don't know. Did he even get any snaps on Saturday? I don't think he did. Llewellyn? But then again, yeah. No. Okay. But then again, I, I saw Nick Anderson had 17 snaps, and I was like, yeah, 17 snaps? <laughs> what world is that? What world did that happen in? But, but Drew from Flower Mount, it's a great question. Now, I mean, I, I think we all feel really good about what's coming in that room, right? Hopefully a healthy Llewellyn. Uh, Kay McIntyre was practicing with a club on his hand, so it looks like he might try to give it a go. I liked what I saw from him. Devon Mitchell looks like he's going to be a rock star. Let's see if they can seal the deal and, and get Nate too. But that's down the road, right? That's two years from now. Mitchell next year. But we're talking about 2023. If – this is the hand you've got right now, Josh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. If we uh, don't see Llewellyn, Helms, if we, if we don't see those guys, McIntyre we saw a little bit in the opener. If we don't see those guys this week, is that we're not going to see them this year? I don't know. I kind of think you, you have to start. Now, I think McIntyre is going to be back this weekend. I think he's going to be in uniform. I think he's going to try to give it a go. Helms, I just don't know, man. I had a good kid, but just his struggle to stay healthy, and I know mm-hmm. it's frustrating for him. Llewellyn, yeah. I mean, Llewellyn looks great in his uniform. <laughs> 6'5", 290, he's over there and like, hey, look at this guy right here. He looks like he can play. It's frustrating. All right, um, it's 10-18. What did I promise when we come back? I promised the scene setter i want to remind you that the tailgate and watch party ou club of tulsa and ou tulsa student affairs tailgate watch party on the tu campus it's going to be in the shade but it's going to be nice so it's only 45 bucks get grub all kinds of good stuff and you get to commiserate with ou fans in the tulsa area also you can learn more by going to OUClubOfTulsa.com. You can pay up a credit card, the OU Foundation, pay using Venmo app, or Cash App. Check it out right now, OUClubOfTulsa.com. It's Plank Show, Scene Center next in the row. It's hopping. Sooner Surge guys are here, right? 
Uh, I will say, I guess Paige and, and Chris have jobs or something like that that they need to go to. I guess some of you people work during the day. But we appreciate everyone that's come by here to Neighborhood Jam. And, uh, again, I'm, I, I keep we got a lot going on on Saturday, right? We have our pregame party, which is taking place at Chicken and the Wolf. Trav, Travis Davidson, Tyler McComas will be there not only pregame but also two hours after the game. And, and then, Josh, and then... Well, we'll be back on Monday to talk about it all. But uh, pregame, postgame, <laughs> chicken and the wolf, check it out. That'll be fun. And in addition to that, we mentioned OU Club of Tulsa. Thanks for giving us a couple passes to give away to your uh, tailgate and watch party on the TU campus. It'll start at 11 a.m. Uh, you get details at OUClubOfTulsa.com. I'm always grateful for the support of the OU Club of Tulsa. Uh, having me, having us, having our show, having our station out at events, it's, uh, it's really cool. To see. All right, do you want to? Uh, here's your choice, Josh. It's it's your world. I just live in it. All okay. Right? I mentioned I wanted to play the scene setter for everyone because uh, I don't know. I guess for some reason it didn't uh, it didn't get played on the T row in the morning show this morning in its traditional eight fifty slot. Would you like to do it here? Would you like to he- Would you like to set the scene for this segment? Sure, absolutely. Let's set the scene. All right, let's see. Let's. See. I think this one might be a pretty good one. Let's let's see what. For the final non-contest of the season, the Sooners must survive a storm. The road for this first away battle is a familiar one. That 100-mile corridor that leads to T-Town. Green Country welcomes the Crimson and Cream. Play action, throw across the middle, wide open, and Trail Anthony walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Oklahoma. Back to pass, Williams throws left side toward the end zone, and it's caught by shoulders. Back of the end zone, touchdown. Today, the pristine road white fits of OU are on display. Can Danny and the D again be great? against their turnpike foes from the 918. We're about to find out. It's football time in Oklahoma. Throw, slant, caught by Farouk at the 10, breaks a tackle, makes a move! Touchdown! Touchdown! Double OQ! Get off me to the 10, down the sidelines to the 5, leaping into the end zone, Marcus Major galloping past Mustangs! Well, you know I've been through it when I set my watch back to it. We are living on Tulsa time today. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Here we go. Live from H.J. Chapman Stadium in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is Sooner Football. Did you uh, catch a little musical reference there? I did. did. Catch, yeah, yeah, well done, T-Row. Well done. Oh, that kind of gets me uh, a little bit jacked up. I like having that at the start of a segment. Ooh, you know, fired up, ready to run through a table here at Neighborhood Jam. All right, to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You guys have been fantastic all day long, and it's the best way to stay in touch with the show. 405-651-3439. Um, yeah, I, I, a couple people asked about Drew. Drew from Flyermount asked about Llewellyn. 
is he injured? What's going on? Remember, he got hurt at the end of last year. If I understand correctly, he did not redshirt last year. So he still has a redshirt available. And you got, what, two more games tomorrow and then also Cincinnati before you need to decide because you, you still have the four-game rule. So you got four games to decide whether or not you're going to redshirt him and let's just see how healthy he can get. I mean, I think you said it earlier, right, Josh? If you haven't – if it's not by this week, do you start wondering if it's going to be at all? Yeah. I think I think you'd have to, right, because this is the final scheduled week that you look at. And, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It feels like we're headed toward a lopsided victory for Oklahoma. And the rest of the schedule, okay, maybe there's one sitting out there, Iowa State maybe. But uh, in terms of designed weeks where you kind of go into it and feel like, okay, we're going to have a chance to play a bunch of different guys, a bunch of different bodies out there this week, I don't know that there is one that you look to no, after this. No, there's not. There's not. Um, True Sooner asks a very good question, and I've been waiting for someone to ask this question because I've, I've had the answer to this question for years and years and years, Josh. It is a very fair and very, I think, necessary question. True Sooner writes, there's no hurricanes or hurricane in Oklahoma. Never has been, never will. Sign the petition to change the name to Tornado. I'm offended by the lies, the lies, the lies. Well, the reality is they used to be the Golden Tornadoes. Did you know that, Josh Allen? There was a time whenever TU was the Golden Tornadoes. You see, what had happened was the Georgia Tech team at the time had the same nickname. And there were several others that had that same nickname. And so one of their coaches historically said that the team was roaring through opponents like a hurricane. And thus, the name was changed. At least that's, that's what I had always been told. And that's what I told a lot of people. All right, now what does the official word say? Here is according to TulsaHurricane.com. Okay. Ooh, you ready? Yeah. This is all the TU information that you don't get anywhere else. Um, past Tulsa teams were referred to as the Kindleites, the Presbyterians, the Tigers, Orange and Black, and the Tulsans. Dude. How well they were the Henry Kindle College back then, but how great would the University of Tulsa Tulsans be? Oh, it'd be it'd be great. Hi again, everybody. Bruce Howard with you as the University of Tulsa Tulsans today take on Oklahoma. And the Tulsans have arrived, and now the Tulsans take the field. The team had the nickname Yellow Jackets, which was due to the fact that the team was wearing black and yellow uniforms. Um, after a remark was made in practice one day about roaring through opponents like a oh tornado. And because of their New Jersey colors, they became the Golden Tornadoes. However, that coach quickly found out that name had been taken by Georgia Tech from the Tornado. Evolved meteorology, meteorologically, meteorology, uh, evolved to Hurricane. A few days before the team left for a game against A&M, the coach asked the squad to vote on the name and thus Golden Hurricane. Ah, what year? So see, 
That is a good-looking question. Why would they the not fa- include that? Fall of 1922, it looks like, is whenever that happened. So, in other words, the official story somewhere along the 30-plus years <laughs> since I've been aware of this, either I I, transcri- or, uh, I switched roaring through your opponents like a golden hurricane with tornadoes, so it's not really as dramatic as you would think. I had always been told that they roared through their opponents like a hurricane, and that's where it came from. But apparently it was a team vote. Well, that's not very dramatic. <laughs> Which... A team vote? What? Can you imagine a world where it's the Georgia Tech Tornadoes? Wouldn't that be fun? (laughs) Yeah. When was that? When did that go away? True. See, on this program, we answer the unanswerables. 5808. Very similar to how the Washington Commanders came to be. (laughs) Yeah, the the paths, yes, are very very similar. (laughs) I want... I, I want them to forever be be known as the University of Tulsa, Tulsans. What would the logo look like? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Probably just be well, the Ref Army over there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I was trying to think of what a typical Tulsan would, would be considered to look like, right? I mean, probably just, again, the crowd over there, the Ref Army at uh, Neighborhood Jam. I know Texas is oh back. Oh, my I God. Got Fire that server. <laughs> I love this dude. My buddy Robbie said, I'm going to punch that server. <laughs> He's great. They're good people here, man. Um, guys, what's up with the scary bleep TU mascot? Uh, honestly, Brad and Bartlesville, I have not seen Gus T, the new TU mascot, in person. Now, will he fall in line? with several other scary mascots or will he end up becoming a beloved figure which leads us to a very important question josh in your humble opinion what's the scariest mascot i don't like the mount i don't like the live mountaineer dude that's trippy i mean you're you're telling me that somebody like basically some college bro considers himself a musket carrying just mountaineer for a day and he lives it get out of here i don't know if it's the best or most intimidating but i do find uh, purdue pete to be among the creepiest purdue pete yeah oh gosh look at that picture you know, anytime you have a mascot whose eyes don't move that's that's <laughs> yeah. very weird unsettling unsettling i'm not yeah, the Mountaineer probably is number one for me. Friar Dorn's a little bit weird. Or Fly- Friar Dom, excuse me, is a little bit weird. But see, since we don't play Providence that often, we don't have to worry about it. So Brad and Bartlesville, I don't know if Gus T has reached that level yet. But I am excited to, uh, to at least see him or her tomorrow. Have you seen Gus T yet? No, I don't think that I have seen Gus T. Gusty seems to be the. I'm trying to say it where I don't get in trouble here, but he. Let's just say he seems to be the less serious 
cousin of Captain Kane. R.I.P. Captain Kane. What am I even doing? Let's get back. We were doing a very, very good show, Josh. We were talking about the strengths and the weaknesses of Oklahoma. We were talking about fan expectations. And suddenly you take us down a road talking about mascots. There's Gusty. I found him. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. Guys, gals, we're not doing this today. Camo Sooner. Pistol Pete with his giant head is kind of creepy. Emo is a very bizarre mascot. Um, Wildcat head, human body. I've never been able to bring that together. How's it going? What you got? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll do that. What's the... Uh... It's, it's, a, it's an envelope that I'm delivering to Brent Venables. Is that right? Oh, okay. Very cool. What's your name? What's your name? Leon. Leon. All right, man. I'll make sure to do that for you. Okay. I got you. I got you. All right. I'll make sure he gets it. I'll do it. All right. Appreciate you, Leon. No way. All right. Um. <laughs> Are you going to get that uh, envelope checked? Well, if, if it has anything on it, I've I've caught it now. So do we check it for anthrax? No, you know what? Or is he, that he, too old of a reference? He's it's it's uh it's um. Do you know the over under on how many things I find? <laughs> I love how you handled that. That was great. Well, it, the dude came walking up with an envelope, and I was like, "Well, this is either going to go really poorly or really well." Get you it know to what? the head coach, right, uh, <laughs> Coach Vinable? And I, you guys got to realize I don't have one on one time with BB anymore. I've got to do Not after them. you give that envelope, you Not won't. after I give this. No. I got you, buddy. Don't worry. I'll get. I'll make sure it gets in his hands. Do you even – Coach Castle has no idea how many things I have. If people are like, hey, will you make sure Coach gets this? I'm like, sure. You bet. Right? She don't want it. Give it to Jackie or I just, like, toss it. I'm not the guy to come – I will say, though, I have go- I've garnered quite a collection of cassette tapes that I'm supposed to give Toby. So, Toby, at some point, I've got about two or three cassette tapes that I'm supposed to give you. Um, but back to the point. Aaron, and by the way, we were talking about Ema, and he was walking towards me. I was like, Ugh, yeah. That you know what? I think I think you're right, Aaron and Austin. That is, that's the creepiest mascot, right? It has to be. Half man, half wildcat. Case really, mascot. I feel really sorry for this family that just came here to eat lunch and they have some crazy person sitting next to them yelling the whole time. I'm sorry, y'all. They're going to be fans by the end of this show. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. Did you ever have a fear growing up around Kansas State people? I did not. Okay. Uh, I was. Uh, I was never really afraid of mascots. Right. Hunchback of Notre Dame, but is I mean, come on, that's not even like their mascot. You have to be afraid of little people. They got a leprechaun that's their mascot. Stanford tree. I ain't scared of the Stanford tree. I'll take an axe to that thing. Philly fanatic was always kind of intense. Ooh, this is good for the 918. Gusty kind of has a little Jay Leno in him. Look at look at Gusty <laughs> again. I could definitely see that. That's, That's yeah. pretty good. It's, Travis, it's, 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 it's the chin. Travis uh, Travis said Gusty was unveiled week one in front of Bob Stoops and Toby Keith. Hey, Ted, next Tuesday, will you make sure to ask Coach Stoops about Gusty? Jim in Arlington brings up the Wichita State shocker, dude. Dude, the Woo Shock's an elite mascot. <laughs> Okay, um, 580 Nate, you're going to get in big-time trouble with Toby Rowland for this one, but I'm going to read it. 
5808 writes, man, I know about you, but Loyola Chicago's sister Jean is by far the scariest mascot. Hey, now, easy. You, you stop right now, and I am going, I'm going to go pray during this commercial break because I kind of feel like she's still with us. What's she like, 109 now? I don't know if I'd be playing that game, 5808. She is right, a legend. Got, uh, did we take our bottom of the hour break? No, we could do that if you'd like to. How do we get down this road? What happened? Oh, I blame uh, True Sooner. This is True Sooner's fault because he asked about the history of Golden Hurricane, and then I had to obviously get into the legacy of Gusty. I've always, I've always had a lot of pride. I take a lot of pride, Josh, in I, this show. Taking our conversations on sports very seriously. That's right. Next level conversation. I can't believe so many people feel the way they do about Willie the Wildcat. I just, he's just kind of a man mascot oh, for me. What I what I call him, Emo Man. He's not Emo Man. He's <laughs> Willie the Wildcat. I wrote down Emo Man on my. Whoever put that on the text line, stop it. I read everything you guys send. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's get to some Kevin Wilson. Let's do our jobs. It is Tulsa Day. We're here for the OU Tulsa game tomorrow. Toby and Ted will be live from the booth tomorrow, and then we start our pregame fun. That starts at 1030. Uh, our pregame fun starts now, but Travis Travis Davidson and Tyler McComas will be at Chicken and the Wolf across the street from TU, across the street from Chapman Stadium from 1130 to 130, and we'll be talking about it all day long up until kickoff right here on the Home of Sooners. Bro. I'm not kidding. One of the biggest stars of Tulsa media just came by, Josh Helmer. The um, the host, the host of the Big Mad Morning Show, sporting his Patrick Mahomes shirt, diehard Chiefs fan, one of my uh, first true radio friends, Corbin Pierce. People here don't understand the greatness that they were just in the midst of. My goodness. Goodness gracious. And a very pleasant good morning to you, Corbin. He's already probably done a show, too. I should have had him come on and let you guys nerd out on Chiefs talk. He's a stud. Thanks uh, thanks to him for coming by, dude. Um, what, uh, what did he have to say? He was just saying what's up? Yeah, I, I probably haven't seen him in three, I don't know, five years. I haven't talked in a minute. That's cool, you man. Know, life gets in the way. Life gets in the way. And then your wife eliminates all your friends. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. He's not joking. To the Knippelbauer show. Oh, no, no, no. I promised Kevin Wilson audio. Let's get a little Kevin Wilson audio in here. As Oklahoma and Tulsa square off manana, Kevin Wilson was asked a lot of Brent Venable's questions, a lot of Oklahoma questions, but... Uh, Two things that I thought were really good just as as far as in reference to this game. By the way, Corbin, that shirt was amazing. He had the he had the Patrick Mahomes shirt that has like the caricature on it, right? That's just got the the outline and has the helmet and the, the hair off kind of frayed out of it. Looked yeah, good. that's cool. That man looked good. Bearded out. All right, uh Kevin Wilson on game planning against Brent Venables and is there familiarity there for the former OU offensive coordinator, Indiana head coach, and Ohio State offensive coordinator going up 
against Brent Venables again. You know, you know some things, but at the same time, I'm, you're watching and watching the players and, you know, the evolution and you see um, subtleties defensively that are slightly different than a year ago because, you know, you look at last year's games, but then you've got two games, so you see where now, because, you know, he's extremely talented and smart, and particularly from the, the defensive view about, you know, what he wants to do, but also what the players can do. And to me, what it looks like in the first two games, he's putting his players in much better position to play aggressive, outstanding defense. And there's been, and it's not radically different, but it is different than maybe some things last year. And more, most importantly, you can see his team playing faster and playing with more confidence and playing, you know, with, with very few errors and tackling well and being aggressive. So, you know, that's his style. Um, you know, and at the same time, you know, you know, he kind of knows me and our style a little bit. And in some ways, I think we're both smart enough to know sometimes you got to be a little bit different. So, you know, like the old saying, everybody's got a game plan until you start playing. you got to adjust. Um, he's not going to get away from what he does, but he'll have his way. He attacks us because he attacks every team differently, doing everything he can to win the game. And I think he knows we're going to try our best to do the same thing on our part. You know, we'll, we'll do what we do, but we'll have our adjustments that we think give our kids the best chance to, to make plays that we need to make. Yeah, there is – you know, there is the reality, and and I I wish, and I don't know, when, when's the next OU-Tulsa matchup, Josh? Let me look at future schedules for Oklahoma. I don't know when the next, I know, I was talking a little bit to Pop last night, and I guess I, the TU home schedule is really cool over the next few seasons, because and, and it's big for the University of Tulsa. TU has Oklahoma, Oklahoma State twice in Arkansas at home in a four or five year stretch. That is massive. I mean, massive for this program, right? Now, as far as my schedule shows, OU is not playing Tulsa again until 2030. And then they're on the schedule to come to Norman again in 2033. So this might be the last trip to Tulsa for a minute for the University of Oklahoma. But you would think, now we're getting way, I I hate talking about game seven years from now, but I would think, Josh, whenever these two teams see each other in 2030, if Kevin Wilson continues to progress and grow, that it will be a much different Tulsa team by that point, right? They might have more, obviously that would be seven years in a system, and you know if he's there for seven years, that's wonderful, but I, I feel like that this matchup doesn't set up for, for Tulsa to have success. It doesn't There's feel the, like it. And, no. and for Oklahoma's sake, it, it shouldn't play out that way. I mean, Oklahoma should go out, win uh, comfortably. We should see a bunch of uh, different faces. And it should be a nice little final tune-up before you start Big 12 play. All right, one more. Yeah, and, and at the same time, too, if it backfires, you know, you, you put your defense in harm's way. And there's, there's a little balance right there. So I think you get a feel, you know, early in the game. I think, you know, we, we, we in, in general, you have to be as aggressive as you can. You know, that's a great question, too. How aggressive are you with your play calling? Because you don't want to put yourself in position where you end up hurting your defense because of a chance you take on offense. Let's break, dude. When we come back, we'll put the top five stories are right around the corner. Boy, we've hit on everything. Scary mascots, finally hearing from Kevin Wilson. It's a plank show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right. Um, oh, the fun we've had today. The fun we have had today here with the Ref Army in Tulsa. Uh, I didn't 
I, I did a good job of holding back things and not giving away everything in two minutes like I typically do. We made it last at least, oh, gosh, five to ten minutes. I mean, we did a good job. But I got to tell you something, dude. I am uh, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for it tomorrow. Jesse G., we are having a good sports talk show today. Your tomfoolery on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line will, not, and I repeat, will not distract us from what matters. I look much fatter in that picture, sir. Don't judge me, okay? I've, I've lost five pounds since then. Um, the question is, Jesse, is a visor a hat? Now, the reasoning that came up was Jay Norvell's comments, which we'll get into in the top five stories of the day. I have a feeling that this is kind of like the is a hot dog a sandwich conversation. A visor is not a hat. It's a visor. Oh, it is? It's its own category? I think so. Well, is a beanie a hat? And see, therein lies the confusion. Because we've heard beanies sometimes called what? Stocking caps. Stocking caps? What's up, man? How are you, brother? It's good to see you. This is a good question, Jesse G. This is this is debates that drive conversations for years and years and years. But is I think the question is, is Jay Norvell a hypocrite when he talks about taking off his hat because he is indeed wearing one? These are the debates that drive sports talk radio for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Student Fans. Stick around.